Hello everyone. My name is Shomu Datta Gupta and this series is called Show Me The Dots. Through this series, my attempt is to show students and young professionals an insider's view into the various careers from the practitioners who are successful in them. As the best way to learn is through practice, I invite guests from a wide range of professions to share their experiences and advice for someone who wants to explore these careers. My focus is to give the young listeners insights from the careers of the 21st century where my guests are improving the way we will think, live and work in the years ahead and in this process solve some of the large problems around us. My guest today is Dr. Smita Roy Trivedi. Dr. Smita is a faculty member at the prestigious National Institute of Bank Management Pune, which was established in 1969 by the Reserve Bank of India in consultation with the Government of India as an autonomous apex institution for research, training, education and consultancy in bank management. Like any true academician, Dr. Smita is a quintessential learner. She has been on a continuous journey of learning right from her graduation in economics to her post-graduation in international mathematical economics to her PhD in finding the effect of the exponential growth of financial markets on macroeconomic parameters and most recently into the world of technical analysis. Her interest has been bridging the gap between academic community and practitioners in the area of technical analysis, the trading discipline employed to evaluate investments and identify trading opportunities in price trends and patterns seen on charts of equity shares of companies listed in the stock markets. She has developed her own technical analysis indicator, which is called Hastock and has traded a lot in the intraday markets to delve into the subject. This has resulted in her latest book, Effective Trading in Financial Markets Using Technical Analysis, which she co-authored with Mr. Ashish Kayal, CMT, in 2020. During our chat, Dr. Smita speaks about her journey, her work and her latest book. She also shares valuable advice to students and young professionals who want to make a career in economics and financial markets and also academia. Welcome to the podcast, Show Me The Dot Smita. Thank you for coming on to the show. It's great to have you here today. Let me start by wishing you and your family a very healthy and happy new year. Thank you so much. It's so good to uh, talk to you and thanks for inviting me today. It's a podcast that I follow so it's wonderful to be here. So let me start by asking you about your journey. Okay. I am particularly wanting to know about your journey from school to studying economics and then to the world of academics and research in financial markets. It's a very interesting journey. And there are many young listeners who want to know about mm-hmm. this journey. 
you know my journey as an academician working in the field of finance and economics has personally been very enriching very interesting and i have been able to stand at this crossroad between the research and the application there has been steep learning curves at almost every bend in my career and that has been very challenging and interesting so let let me go back a bit and uh, to to go back to the choice of economics itself after my 10th exams is when i had to choose the plus 2 higher secondary stream i was more certain on what i did not want to take than what i wanted to take i had scored in the higher ap's in ics which at that time so this is the late 1990s uh, brought in the immediate expectation that you will be taking science stream i was not keen on taking science but like maths and very thankfully my parents gave me the full freedom on the stream choice so i went on to take up economics maths economic geography and sociology a very nice combination which interested me i did my high secondary from lady bribon college kolkata and found the interesting areas you know almost all of these subjects the economics we studied was quite interesting and the economics maths combination meant in graduation i could take up economics honors with mathematics i was again very frankly a little undecided even while starting graduation but i got through in uh, one of the prestigious colleges hubli motion college in our place hubli uh, in economics honors and uh, so in a way economics chose me i think rather than the other way around and my undergraduate studies began with me a little bit unsure of what i had gotten into but then i started to like the subject a lot the mathematical rigor in economics models the models by themselves they appealed to me and uh, i think one of the reasons was that i did well in math stats and then for the first time i realized how intriguing the applications of economics to real life problems can be and i think i was fairly good during the graduation days i talked my university because i liked economics maths the uh, combination so much and in my post graduation i did my post graduation from uh, punjab university chandigarh i continued with the specialization in mathematical economics international economics uh, then i cleared net and junior research fellowship in 2006 and started my phd under dr shrutanu bhattacharya from university of kalyani and uh, there of course it was a very different world so i then realized the economics we had studied was not only these models uh, which by that time i had grown to love but also there were different methodologies to explore uh, thinking of different other problems it was all very new to me and i rediscovered economics during my doctoral studies under dr bhattacharya to be very honest my phd was on financial capital accumulation and it sounds like a lot of jargon so let me explain a bit what that means here yeah <laughs> yeah if you see uh, i think we'll we'll be able to relate to that because to 2020 onwards just think of the stock market movement we have seen and uh, we can understand that while stock markets usually exist to fund the real sector activities Uh, so you know when i am buying a stock it's the real sector productive activities i am investing in this link has now become very very tense so the movement that we have seen over a few decades and especially you know post pandemic we can see that the markets can grow enormously without any linkage whatsoever to the real sector 
and this is very surprising and this has lot of implications for the macroeconomic system why financial sector grows so exponentially how it can grow without the real sector growing and in fact with the real sector stagnating so uh, there was a time during the pandemic where every economic activity across the world is closed everything is closed but the markets move this kind of a thing which we recognize as financialization and financial capital accumulation did this we tried to understand what is the impact on the macroeconomic system and in fact uh, an extension of that work i have published as my first book with uh, my guide dr shubhakarajaya it's called financial economy evolutions at the age of crisis uh, it's from rudlich this may seem a contradiction i'm sure uh, for the listeners as well because later on i have gone on to talk of trading and technical analysis and you know bettering with the market but again in the initial years when i did my doctoral work i was looking very closely at why financial sector this explosive growth why it happens and what's the impact on the macroeconomic system so that's been kind of my journey till i joined at nibm that's wonderful that's an extremely interesting journey the fact that you found your way right from your love for economics and maths and then translated it into mm-hmm. your area of research and took it to the level of understanding about financial markets and finally that you are now teaching students to get more into that area i find it extremely fascinating yeah it's it's been very uh, interesting so developing yeah, those ideas I'm sure uh, now that you are teaching and you are mm-hmm. obviously doing a lot of research can you tell about what you are doing at NIBM and how that has evolved you as a trainer and researcher i think this is also very interesting when i studied economic it was all from outside so i was observing the system and at NIBM i found myself within the system so let, let me go a bit into my work at NIBM i joined NIBM in 2011 and i was in the final stages of my phd work then uh, so straight from academics it was a entry into a completely different world you know for the listeners let me just uh, go into it a bit nibm was set up in 1969 by reserve bank of india and the banks and it's a premier institute for training teaching research and consultancy while i was trained for teaching and research that's what i had done uh, during my phd days training you know and was a completely different aspect a completely different experience because for the first time i was coming in touch with the operational aspects of banking and finance and as i said till that time i had looked at the system as an outsider as an observer here i was to train bankers who were actual participants in the market and i had to somehow bring my research my expertise my understanding to help them become better in their roles and responsibilities very honestly it was the operational things were a bit jarring at first but then you get very much interested into it and then i started being very much close on the operational side so i started visiting the dealing rooms talking to traders dealers learning technical analysis linking it to research because that was my idea that if i can link it back to the work which i have done then i'll be in a better position to bring in that knowledge to my training so it was a steep learning curve but every bit worth it and technical analysis is largely thought of being this practitioner's thing so 
uh, technical analysis again let me elaborate a bit it's about studying historical charts to forecast future market movement and it has come in a large way from the writings of Charles Dow who started the Dow Jones index academics are very skeptical of technical analysis but there is a lot of interest in research now that's happening in technical analysis so i wanted to be this bridge between the academic body of knowledge on markets and the practitioners methods and i felt if i can look at the market closely and then i went on to develop my own technical analysis indicator it's called hastock hakenishi stochastic and i did a lot of trading in the intraday markets to understand how effective it is and you know try and understand what's the thought process of the trader the dealer in the market and then also i focused a lot on back testing of these strategies because that's very essential for the trader but it is less emphasized i think coming from the math stack background it appealed intuitively to me and i did try to make it less complex and more acceptable to the practitioners i was training then again you realize there has to be another learning curve to take it forward so i realized very soon that if i had to move into the algo trading part it was heavily dependent on programming i had no background in programming but this was very much essential to both the practice and research if i wanted to explore this field further so i learned programming language i learned python which is very much in use for financial analysis and it was again steep learning curve but very interesting and suddenly i had a whole new different frontiers open before me in terms of not only technical analysis but also financial market research so a huge part of my research today uses that programming knowledge use of natural language processing for sentiment analysis for development of other technical indicators for fraud analytics when you learn something new i have realized every time very different things open up for you and it makes your progress very interesting oh that's very interesting to hear actually what i really find interesting is that when you went into the world of academics how you have not only taught students but how you have constantly upgraded and upskilled yourself by okay. learning new tools by having new experiences which are required and bringing all that into your teaching and research uh, that's a lesson for anybody wanting to get into serious academics about how knowledge acquisition is also a constant part right. of your entire academic mm. journey it's absolutely great great so please tell me a little more about the latest book how did id evolve and what has mm-hmm. been your journey during the writing of this book so i was uh, looking at different areas for my second book but then the idea for this book came straight away out of the training teaching i was doing and from 2013-14 when i started taking courses on technical analysis training treasury professionals in some select tools of technical analysis i used to write i used to prepare you know the notes the structures to aid my classroom teaching and i got good feedback from these students and professionals on these and uh, i realized that while there were a lot of good books on technical analysis there was nothing that was bringing together the academics the research that has happened on technical analysis as well as the practitioners perspective and again there are very many books on technical analysis 
but they were looking at select indicators and we wanted something very comprehensive like i was looking at my teaching and basically i wanted something which replicated the way my teaching flows and you know has all of these concepts especially for students and professionals getting to understand indicators is very important so not only you know the use of it uh, so practitioners use it but conceptual part they miss out many times because initially maybe they think that it's not very important so i wanted to go into that those conceptual details because i know as a trader as an academic that understanding those conceptual details is more helpful and that can make your trading also better of course i collaborated on this book with uh, shri ashish kyal who is a cmt chartered market technician and he's a leading technical analyst for this book you know he has been visiting an ibm for a long time as a guest faculty and we both thought that it would be very interesting if we can bring together conceptual clarity on each technical approach and then go into the practical application and of course bring together also the research on technical analysis that would be very interesting and you know the structured approach which we felt was needed we tried to bring in that both that's very interesting sukta tell me one thing who are you writing this book for <laughs> how your readers right. can use this knowledge both in <laughs> their professional or in their personal life okay uh, so basically we have kept in mind both the scholars and the researchers of finance economics and management studies as well as the professional traders and dealers so you know the traders in financial institutions like banks whom we usually meet in our programs corporates fund managers investors anyone basically who is interested in financial markets and want to learn technical analysis we think they'll find the book very useful and because you know trading in the markets we have realized as traders as researchers it requires a very deep understanding of the markets it also requires rigor it requires practice because like everything else trading is ultimately a skill set which needs to be developed and you know when markets are in very strong bullish phase like have seen post pandemic it's easy to forget that but bull market or bear markets are very much part of the game for a professional trader who should be ready for any market and again they should be also ready to take in losses which are very much a part of trading as much as gains are so robust risk management practices are also very crucial this book we have tried to look at one way which is technical analysis to understand markets to trade in the markets and try to develop the skill set in trading for the reader and we have written the book so that the traders it, it may be a professional trader or retail trader someone who is doing it as a hobby or the investor who wants to build up a kitty for a future use they are immediately able to apply the tools to practical trading scenarios and those who are not interested in trading we also find it good to see the markets through this looking glass because researchers would want to observe the markets but they'll also find it interesting to see it from the perspective of technical analysis i understand i'm sure your understanding of the world of finance and investing has evolved over the period of yes. writing of this book mm-hmm. so can you tell a little bit what was your personal journey during writing this book mm-hmm. yeah actually usually yes it has evolved 
uh, so while writing this book we have come across newer ideas on technical analysis which we can explore in research and in fact the temptation was there to take upon those projects you know all the time so our book has also been endorsed by some stalwarts in the industry and very very interestingly when we were talking to some of these top practitioners and academicians they went through of manuscript and gave some feedbacks they also gave certain feedbacks which opened up newer thought processes for example one is technical analysis probably then next phase will try to base itself on a greater understanding of the human psychology and we are going to see technical analysis incorporate behavioral finance and science and it's going to gain from that it's already happening a lot of research is happening so immediately i found that more interesting because you know when we look at market we look at it majorly from the bigger perspective when we go to the micro participants in the market the people who are actually there there also we impose some rational assumptions we believe they are cons as we call them they are rational individuals and accordingly they make their decisions but there's a lot of behavioral finance insights and people do have uh, a lot of different kind of psychology different thought process going on different perceptions and those are likely to impact the market because i am in the market as a trader but individually what i think what i feel that is very likely to impact my trading and all of us in the market together that's going to impact the market so that is going to be a new area i'm sure and in fact that's what i have next started working on and my ideas have evolved a lot i i hadn't gone into this area at all yeah that's very interesting i think as individuals we bring our own perspectives and our own mm. behavioral traits in, exactly especially in the world of investing mm. and that is an area i think will be open to a lot of more research and interesting work and hmm. insights in the days to come so smita you spoke about people who are professional and people hmm. who are investing as a part of their hobby hmm. i'm sure students and young graduates who are hearing this podcast and this podcast is also meant for mostly that audience So what is your advice to them who are entering into the world of investing and stock markets and you're not looking at as a profession but looking as a hobby what is advice hmm. to them Yeah I in fact I would like to you know talk to those people who want to enter this world of investing as a hobby because I think a lot of young people are now very interested after the book was published we got a lot of calls mails from especially young people who were interested they wanted to know sometimes you know they would want to how the market is going to move uh, exactly uh, so you know one thing we have understood that they do not understand the markets much so i think what my advice would be is that just like any other hobby any other activity this has also to be pursued with rigor and sometimes you know very surprised to see a lot of messages coming to young people sometimes we see it on tv on the web that financial no markets trading all this is kind of a no brainer and anyone can do it it's hardly so you can of course anyone can go and trade but if you have to plan your finance investment carefully if you have to make the trading worthwhile not only in a bull market but also when markets are 
falling and if you have to be able to handle the gains and losses you should know the markets well there should be a proper understanding of markets analysis of stocks and very good risk management practices because ultimately it's the good risk management practices which is the support system of the trader so understanding market infrastructure is important who are the participants prices types of order how orders are executed all that that's a start and understanding market movement is also very crucial then of course risk management and how to monitor your trading performance and any good book is going to give you the tools for trading but then you have to practice so the next part is the practice because when the application happens then there would always be a gap between the theory and the practice and uh, i think starting with paper trading is very good so take positions but don't actually put your money and just see how the market moves whether the way you take positions that's actually based on some objective analysis and then you can go forward and that can help take actual positions later on and this is one field where the philosophy of deliberate practice it works very well because you get an immediate feedback you are there you are applying your knowledge you are putting in the trade and the market is going to give you the feedback it's going to immediately move either for you or against you and you know how good your trade call was how good your risk management practice was how your trading performance is so i think that would be something even when you're taking trading as a hobby investing as a hobby that's very very great and what would be advice of youngsters who want to take it up professionally people who want to get into the world of investing mm. in stock markets in other financial instruments what would be your advice to them so i think you know for those who want to take it up as a career option this huge scope in this industry and some people find it interesting and it's a very exciting field to be and there is a lot of scope to go into different fields uh, systematic study and practice on the markets is required and of course a formal course in finance and economics is good there are traders who have come from all different disciplines there are traders who have very well but had no formal economics or finance background but i think for a youngster today if they want to pursue this as a professional career it's better to have not only a course in economics finance but also knowledge of mathematics statistics programming is an added advantage there are of course lots of certifications available because the world of finance especially markets there are a lot of options for the youngster but you have to choose carefully the ones which are designed well which are comprehensive enough which can give you a lot of exposure to the different areas and of course then you know, as a professional trader if you are going to be there in the market then your practice your trading finally has to be something which you pursue seriously with rigor then the gap between what you have learned and the practice can be made and for those who want to join it as a researcher there's a lot of scope for research in the markets for those to look at it from the academic point of view in this huge lot that is happening right now very interesting things in finance uh, so i think the latest developments which are happening those kind of tell us that yes this is going to be a very interesting field 10 years 20 years down the line and getting the basic strong is essential especially you know if you are going to professionally be there and of course every time you have to keep yourself open to new learnings because this market this area this discipline is 
changes a lot so every time you have to be open to learning new things and applying it to understand markets better yeah while you're talking about learning of economics and statistics mm-hmm. as a starting point as the bedrock of getting into this world of finance is there any particular technical skill they need to acquire so the undergraduate postgraduate degree either economics statistics management degree with specialization of finance are all good for the professional trader or analyst but again a particular technical skill when you talk about it economics and finance are very much linked to and historically they have been dependent on mathematics so knowledge of mathematics statistics and of course now programming uh, language if you know that's very helpful and i i'll explain myself a bit here because you know for students of economics and finance some students find a little jarring that there's a lot of emphasis on understanding mathematics statistics but that is essential while economics is a social science economic thinking over the ages have used a lot of mathematics and to help understand the complexity of the real economic world where you are actually dealing with numbers data these two disciplines are very crucial so you need to be comfortable with that if you want to pursue economics and finance as a profession and uh, of course methodologies have developed which place less stress on the mathematical uh, part or reduces the complexity but having that data crunching ability is very very helpful but as a professional in this field while you need to know math stats you have to also rise above it to see the bigger picture and understand that ultimately we are talking of people it's a social science we are talking of human beings so that is also something very important absolutely so it's very interesting that it's a amalgamation of economics and social science with maths <laughs> and stats which are very quantitative and in yeah. this you alluded to the behavioral side of it earlier hmm. so that's also a social science so hmm. can you elaborate on the behavioral side of investing and what skills you require to be to be strong on the behavioral side yeah i think for trading first of all when we look at the research on behavioral science and behavioral finance uh, there has been a lot of emphasis on understanding what traders what kind of thought processes go in their mind do they have biases because once we understand those then we become better traders ourselves because we know that these are the kind of things which can come to my mind and you know, i need to see you know, what i need to focus on to avoid biases or at least reduce them and you know, to have more and more objective framework that is something which is a skill set that you have to also when we are looking at other skills and attitudes either of the professional trader or of those the academic who is looking at this field there's also a need for you to always be willing to learn and be consistently working hard at it because this field is changing so learning new things and doing it consistently is very very important and uh, i'll digress a bit when we talk of youngsters and when we see the advice that goes to youngsters i think there's a lot of emphasis on the interest the passion but i think first of all passion alone is not enough and it's also overrated sometimes when you join a field you like a part of it but the rest of it has to be hard work you have to be consistent in your efforts and you have to be very much willing to take on new challenges new learnings new things when they come 
you have to find it interesting enough to work on them so that is also very important that there is a consistent effort the hard work also comes in and that i think for the trader is all the more important because markets now move in completely haphazard ways now so there are new tools being developed but as a trader i should be ready to learn those tools and use it in my trading so what i do this year maybe next year i'll have to upgrade myself skill myself and that we have to be very much ready to do for an academic of course that's always very important because as an academic you can never think that this is where my learning has stopped because we are in this area to just keep on learning and especially because this podcast is meant for a lot of young people i think there's a lot of emphasis nowadays when people talk of your interest and so interest does matter but i think the ability to understand the interest also develops after a certain point of time so initially during graduation or even earlier during as to when we are taking on field sometimes it's okay to be not sure and the discipline also will come to you and show its colors show its grandeur and so you have to give that time you have to be willing to be open to whatever the different disciplines are showing and i think interdisciplinary learning at the younger stage and later on also interdisciplinary research interdisciplinary thought processes those are very very important so economics has been enriched by people from philosophies from psychologists who have come and brought in completely different way of thinking and that interdisciplinary thought process we we should nurture be it for the student or be for the profession and uh, that's a very interesting thought because as the learning economy the bedrock lies in able to learn from various aspects of knowledge and hmm. implementing them absolutely yes so coming to the point of implementing and i am a youngster and i have interest in the area of trading how can i get a hands on experience into this area how can i get into a project or an internship or freelance opportunities so that when i am also looking at as a option to select my career i have had a bit of a practical experience in what the world looks like so any any advice to youngsters on that yeah i think that's very important because now when we talk of technical answers it's a very very practical field so unless you actually trade and of course the best thing the student can do is initially you know after understanding the concepts of course uh, try and see uh, how they please paper trades how it's going and then trade this put in uh, money and try to then you know, put in all the knowledge to have good trades and also have good risk management practices so that's very important and i think internships are very helpful and lot of brokerage firms and other analysts they offer internship positions even the top notch news providers who are there they have internships and internships are very helpful because you you learn from practitioners who are sitting around you and you get that on the job feeling and there of course your skills are honed there are a lot of groups which students themselves have created their investment clubs uh, so there's opportunity for freelance work and uh, you know investing your own money or uh, 
is investment club and you think of that and then you are trading maximize gains and have a better performance of the portfolio of the club so those those are very important taking on projects and most b schools or, or uh, colleges and universities would have them so that is very very essential for those who want to be professional traders because that is what is going to hone your skills and what is going to help you to be in the field and even if when you want to take up of course uh, technical analysis is a very uh, niche area which you come to later on if you are just going into economics and finance also observing the markets doing some internships looking at projects is very very crucial because then you find uh, that okay yes this is something which i can do i have the interest aptitude and i'm willing to work hard on it to develop my skills but only after you put in that consistent effort maybe the results will show the results may not initially show and that shouldn't be something which demotivates because this is very much a marathon you have to be there consistently work yourself and then after some time you'll see results would come and so that that's very important to have that patience in the markets that's very important that's very well said smita i think coming from you who's an academician but fact that you are emphasizing so much on a student wanting to get into the field to also get a hands on practical experience and the merit of that experience is huge i think that's the strength of what you spoke today combining practice with academics and that's how mm. i think mm. the knowledge will also get furthered yes absolutely thanks a lot smita thanks a lot for your thank time you, it thank was you for wonderful and enriching speaking to you i am sure this podcast especially the youngsters wanting to make their careers in economics and finance will take a lot of learning and insights from this thank you once again and wish you and your loved ones are very happy and healthy new year yeah same to you and i have really found it very good you know talking and especially thinking in my, in my mind that i am addressing youngsters who want to come to this field you know hopefully they'll be take aways from whatever i have spoken today and thank you so much once again for inviting me thank you thank you so much thank you thank you episode i do hope you found it useful and please share with others if you do so i would love to listen to your comments and suggestions please send me a mail at shomodigupta that's s o u m y o d g u p t a at the rate gmail.com thanks again for listening and until next time goodbye Thank you.